Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is MP on the mic on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. Eleven o'clock. We'll check in with the Dukes and the Wahoos. Both of them played this weekend in the world of college football. Our next segment around the NFL. Taylor Heineke back in action in Atlanta on a rough day for NFL quarterbacks. But right now, I'm excited about this. We're going to take you inside the commander's locker room from after yesterday's 38-31 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. Get to hear from some of the players, uh, break down some of the action that took place yesterday. And I want to start with Terry McLaurin because Terry McLaurin had two very uncharacteristic drops yesterday. And the first one, the third down pass, uh, was was a was a bad throw by Sam Howell. And I'm not saying the fourth down one wasn't, but but it was not a ball that he should have caught. What was fascinating to me though was on the fourth down, I think that one was a drop. Uh, I score that one a drop on Terry McLaurin. I think he 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 said that after the game. Uh, we're, we'll get to his clip here in a second. Sam Howell said he should have thrown the ball better. That was true. Uh, but a really uncharacteristic day for Terry McLaurin. Here's uh, him talking about his drops. There's tough plays that I have to make. You know, I, I made them multiple times across my career. Uh, even made a one towards the end of the game. Uh, uh, I just got to find a way to get my body under the ball and, and, and make that play, even when it's tough. Um, the person I, I am, I, I put a lot of uh, uh, onus on myself to make tough plays, even when they're, uh, they're needed, especially in critical moments. And so, um, you know, when you got a young quarterback, you got to find a way to make those plays. So I definitely own, own that and take accountability. And I know I'm going to come back better next week and for the rest of the season and uh, just continue to uh, put have my teammates trust me uh, by making those plays going forward because uh, it's tough when you don't come back, come through for your team. You know, I take that extremely seriously. But uh, my head's still up. I'm going to continue to work. And, um, you know, I'm going to be better. One score game and uh, it, it, very uncharacteristic drives. I, I don't. I don't think anybody's gonna pin this on Terry McLaurin or anything of that nature. Obviously, he's he has more than earned the benefit of the doubt with some of the uh, tough catches he's been put in position to make over the years with the Commanders. He probably owes more than a few quarterbacks, more than a few drops for times where he's hung tight uh, while while getting destroyed by a defensive back because he was put in a bad spot. But it was strange to see back-to-back Terry McLaurin drops there. Very, very uncharacteristic for him. And it was on a day where the offense was humming early. Some great play calling from Scott Turner. Or that's Scott Turner. It's a great play calling from Eric Bieniemy, uh, who's better than Scott Turner, by the way. It was it, Everything seemed to be going well for them in, until they just stalled out late and they couldn't 
couldn't get it rolling late. And uh, Brian Robinson, the running back, uh, not not involved nearly enough. Did not run the ball enough in the second half, uh, which was which was very strange. Here's Brian Robinson, locker room after the game on the loss. Uh, I think we prepared very very well, and um, you know, you know, we always talk about you know starting fast, and uh, I feel like we came out and you know we started you know pretty fast, and uh, you know, and we also talk about finishing strong, so. Uh, you know, that's something we got to continue to, you know, work on, you know, work on finishing. You know, when we, you know, have a lead on guys and, you know, have the momentum, we got to find a way to you know, keep the lead and keep the momentum in our direction. You know, I hate to lose, you know, uh, especially when I feel like, you know, we was in a you know, great situation, great position, you know, uh, you know, just take off on those guys and, uh, and pull out the win. So, uh, you know, just not finishing, you know, allowing them to, you know, gain the momentum back and, you know, just take over the game. Uh very disappointing. Yeah, Washington had this a lot of the way, 14-3 after the the, the Jahan Dotson touchdown, uh, 17-10 after the Joey Sly field goal at halftime, 61-yarder franchise record for the pride of Stafford, 17-10. Even after the Eagles score, they answer back with the Logan Thomas touchdown. It, it was Washington's lead the entire game, or a tie, the entire game up until midway through the fourth quarter, and that that's when things started to rupture for the defense. Uh, this defense held Philly to, to 17 points through three quarters, and then and then the wheels come off, and and then you, you allow the touchdowns. They end up with 38. You have the coverage breakdown. You have Emmanuel Forbes on A.J. Brown. You have a number of just very uncharacteristic things going on on, on, that, on that defense, or rather characteristic things at this point, given that they've happened for four years under Jack Del Rio. And just, you, you knew this was an important game. Ron declared it an important game all week. You come in with a good offensive plan. You finally get that side of the ball right. And the defense really struggles. And uh, talk to Benjamin St. Juice. Uh, his first of a couple clips from him. This is about the importance of, of closing the game strong when, when you're up 24-17, fourth quarter, and, and they couldn't close the door. To win games, to win a lot of games in the NFL, you need to play all four quarters. Uh, it doesn't matter if you come out hot the first half or three quarters and all that stuff. Uh, teams are always going to try to like score as many points as possible, and you know, um, you know, come back from trailing and all that stuff. And this is where we need to maybe work a little bit on, like you know, the, those last couple of series. You know, training, finishing keeping that same energy that we came out with, you know, to really put them out the game, you know, not even give them a chance to come back, you know. It's really hard. I mean, if you're losing by two plus fours, like it's hard for, for another team to consistently offense come out and be like, okay, we're going to try to put some points on, trying to put some points. But if you always give them a chance and they score and then the game is tied or they always got a chance to like score a little bit, you always give them life, you know. You got to take that life away fast. That's cool out there. Got to create some turnover. You know, take them out the game right now, you know. So, so that's what we're going to trying to work on. The uh, that's a great point from Benjamin St. Juice, who has uh, certainly a good feel for this team, what it's been over the last few years. There's just so few games where the commanders have dominated or put it away or been able to really take their foot off the gas down the stretch. I think about last year in Houston when Houston was so bad and, and they had them the whole way. It was 23 to 10, though, it was never so out of reach that that they could just you know put on the brakes uh there there have been so few of those games along the way where you say okay this game's over let's coast it on in honestly probably the cowboys win from thanksgiving in the first year 2020 the win in dallas on thanksgiving 
41-16, and they, they beat the Cowboys at home too by a big margin that year. I think you got to go back three years because that Houston game, it was close. They, they were hanging in there. The Cardinals this year had an opportunity for that. The Broncos this year had an opportunity for that. Didn't take advantage of either. I got to agree with Benjamin St. Juice here. That's a tricky it's it's a tricky thing when you don't when you don't give yourselves those opportunities. It's hard to it's hard to get the rest you need and it's hard to be able to, you know, take take it out of first gear in the fourth quarter. Let, you know, let the backups come in. Let Chris Rodriguez get his carries. Uh, David Aldridge, uh, the athletic, was with me, asked Benjamin St. Joseph a very astute question. Essentially, like, y'all play the Eagles good. Like, y'all are, are tough when you play the Eagles. How come you can't do that against, like, you know, the Giants and the Bears? We came out hot. I like that. We came out uh, leading. Um, you know, uh, there was a lot of games, like, we consistently always trail at half. This time we came out, we put points. Um we made her field goal. I mean, what, 61 yard? we made a field goal? We had some turnover. We stopped their tush push. Everyone was like, oh, how do you stop it? You know what I'm saying? We stopped it. They fumbled it. We recovered it. Um, so we, there was a lot of great things in this game. Uh, nice about how consistent can we be to do that every single week, you know? So they're, they're, they're a great team. We gave them one hell of a fight. So if we can take that same fight and apply it next week uh, when we play other teams, some great stuff that's going to come out of it. That was... Uh... That was Benjamin St. Juice after the game. Uh, good chat with him, and he gets it. Like Nobody in there doesn't get it in the commander's locker room, and obviously the signature clip last week w- was Jonathan Allen. You know, it's been seven effing years. I'm tired of this stuff. And, and nobody doesn't feel that way. He's the one who said it out loud. Nobody doesn't feel that way. Benjamin St. Juice gets it. Hey, he's as stumped as we are. How how come the how come it's not this sharp against the Giants? How come it's not this sharp against the Bears? Because this is a three and five football team that it's not a reach to say should be five and three. You give them one of the Philly wins, and then and then that Giants win last week, which looks more embarrassing after yesterday's day in the NFL. How bad are the Giants to lose to the Jets on? A day where they essentially have no offensive output whatsoever. The punter was the Jets' best player yesterday. The punter and the field goal kicker. They won the game with one unit. Well, they had the defense. Just special teams scoring points for them. It's That Giants' loss is not aging well. It didn't look good in the moment. It doesn't look good now. This is the frustration. It's year four. We were supposed to be beyond this. It's the NFL. You're going to have a ton of games that you could win or you could lose. You had a ton of games in that middle in that toss-up territory. You're going to also have some games that you just need to win. And these guys have been historically really bad at winning those games. Part of that is the other teams, oh, it's the Commanders. This is the game we can win. But you got to get out of that funk. And I think that's a big part of the frustration this morning. You play the Eagles so well, you almost beat the Eagles twice. Congrats. Trick or treat. Here's some Halloween candy. Good work. But you can't handle your business. You cannot play like that against the Giants when they're begging you to win the game, when they're begging you to beat them. That's the frustration here. Uh, some good stuff. Thank you to, uh, to all the players who who chatted. Uh, we'll have more later in the program, including my chat with Kendall Fuller, cornerback and Virginia Tech grad. And, of course, we got to dive in to this trade deadline as well uh, because that is tomorrow, 4 o'clock p.m., and that's that's where the noise is right now. Do you deal Montez Sweat? Do you deal 
Chase Young. We'll take a look around the NFL. JC's on the board. We'll uh, check in with him. All that as we roll towards the top of the hour. It's a Monday. You're listening to MP on the mic. It's 910 The Fan at 105.1 FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 